AEW successful? Why is Tony Khan running his promotion better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard are running Monday night and Friday night? Long-term booking. Thank you so very much for joining me right here on Off the Script. It is May 17th, 2022. I am JD from New York. As always, coming to you live from the OTS venue. Thank you guys so very much for joining me on your Tuesday afternoons, wherever you may be. We got a lot to talk about, guys. We got a lot to go over in regards to Naomi and Sasha Banks walking out of WWE. Bombshell information was released via a close personal friend on social media after Monday Night Raw went off the air. I didn't see it until I went live and finished my live stream on Monday nights with the Off the Script Monday Night Raw post show. I did not see it until after I was finished. So we have a lot to discuss here, man, because there were a lot of bombshell stories to come out of this series of tweets in regards to why they walked away. And like I said last night, we should not be in a position to support shit creative from WWE. Now, this is something that is widely being talked about right now. This is something that fans and people that actually work in the industry are talking about. Everybody's talking about this. You either are on their side or you are not on their side. You're not on their side because you're claiming they're unprofessional. And if they walked away, then they wouldn't have a job if they showed up to work the very next day. Obviously, people are on their side because this is something that is the norm in WWE. And the creative aspect of not only the show, but the women's division has deteriorated year over year over year. And it's come to a point where I think people are just sick and fucking tired of WWE's lackadaisical ways on how they book their fucking shows, most notably the women. And when I read to you what WWE wanted Sasha and Naomi to do, it is not going to be a surprise to anybody why they walked out. I don't blame them one fucking bit. And the more I read about this story, it's even more so that I don't blame them. And I wouldn't wish anybody to be in their shoes. But if I did, I would hope they make the same decision that Naomi and Sasha Banks made last night. We're going to go over all of that and go through some tweets. There was a absolutely shit tweet by Matt Cardona today. I don't know if he was shilling WWE or if he wanted to just gain some notoriety today on Tuesday afternoon by making light and making fun 
of this Sasha Banks-Naomi situation. We'll go over that. CM Punk buried him, and CM Punk also, by the way, has nothing to do with today's topic, but CM Punk also buried Ryan Satin. And when people bury Ryan Satin on a normal day, it's a beautiful day. But when CM Punk buries Ryan Satin, it makes my fucking afternoon. Fuck Ryan Satin. That's all I got to say about that. He's a fucking scumbag. One of the most fucking incel-looking rats that you could possibly find in the entire community, man. Fuck that guy. What a complete piece of shit. Swerve called him out, too. Fuck him. Love to see it, man. I love to see it. We're going to go over everything today. Ooh, that came in hot. I got some good tunes on here, man. They should be coming in hot. We got a lot to talk about today, guys. I thank you guys so much for joining me on your Tuesday afternoons. We got almost 2,000 in the venue right now. It's happy hour, man. Make sure you guys get your cold beverages. Make sure you guys sit down, relax, and enjoy. I'll be here for the next hour. And I appreciate every single one of you stopping by right here on Off The Script. Hit that thumbs up. Let's start with that. Hit that thumbs up, man. Let's try for 1,000 likes minimum. We're nearing 2,000 in the venue. In the venue. So let's try for 1,000 likes on the live stream this afternoon. We already got three new members today, man. We already got three new members. We got B-Generation X. Thank you for becoming a new member in the OTS VIP club, brother. What are you drinking this afternoon, man? It's happy hour. You guys can go to the bar and get your drinks, multiple drinks if you want, because it's fucking happy hour, man. Drinks are half off this afternoon. We got Sonic1987. Thank you for becoming a member today, brother. What are you drinking tonight? And we got It's Frags becoming a new member, man. Thank you guys so very much. I love to see new members, new VIPs walk on in to the OTS venue. If you guys want to join, hit that join button. Become a part of the VIP club right here on the podcast. Emotes. You guys get those emotes in the chat, and you guys get those badges next to your name to show off your VIP status. Follow me on social media, at JD from NY206. That's Twitter and Instagram. Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for all notifications. Thank you to all the new members that have joined the channel, man. We had a great night on Monday night. Thank you guys so very much for supporting me and Sasha Banks and Naomi in this huge breaking story that continues to develop Every single hour, man. We're going to talk about it as long as we got news coming on in. I'll keep you guys updated on everything. So thank you to all the new people who have found the podcast via this Sasha Banks story. Go and check out the Monday Night Raw Review Minute. If you guys want to hear my heated rants on everything as it was breaking last night, that's live. Thank you for the 4,000 that showed up last night. Awesome night. You guys killed it, man. You made us the number one live stream on Monday night. As always, I appreciate every single one of you, so go check that out. It's on the homepage right now. If you guys missed any of that, I'll be live again tomorrow night with Jesse. AEW Dynamite and the Owen Cup continues. We'll talk about it all as we head into Double or Nothing. Go get your t-shirts. Bonfire.com is the exclusive home of Off the Script. And go and support my sponsor for today's show. That's Audible. AudibleTrial.com slash off the script 30 days free of their service and one free audiobook of your choice man thank you to audible as always for keeping it real and sponsoring the podcast on ots let's get into the news guys i got 
a lot to go over here, and we're going to start with the basics here. Now, if you guys don't know, Sasha Banks and Naomi walked out of Monday Night Raw last night, citing creative indifference with Vince McMahon. We did not know what that meant when we were reading it as it was breaking on social media. Apparently, Sasha Banks and Naomi walked into John Laurinaitis' office, threw the women's championships down on his desk, and claimed that the women's division and the tag team championships had been booked like shit, and then actively walked away. There was supposed to be a six-man, or six-woman, rather, six-person, six-pack challenge for the number one contendership to Bianca Belair's Monday Night Raw Women's Championship that would have been contested at Hell in a Cell on June 5th. Now, Sasha Banks and Naomi were a part of that match. Why? I don't know. Then there was Becky Lynch, then there was Asuka, there was Drop, and there was Nikki Ash. Why Nikki Ash and Drop were added to that match to make the field of six complete, again, I don't know. I don't really know. So we have two tag teams right now, one that just got paired together with Drop and Nikki Ash. Sasha Banks and Naomi are SmackDown athletes. They're SmackDown superstars. They were on Monday Night Raw. They are the women's tag team champions. Why they were in that match to begin with is very questionable. Why Nikki Ash and Dodrop were a part of that match, I don't really get it. You could have easily found four other women to fit into that six-pack challenge if you wanted to do a six-pack challenge match. What happened to Rhea Ripley? Where's Liv Morgan? Why aren't you using Dana Brooke or Carmella? Carmella was there. These women were actively there. Dana Brooke and Carmella, Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan, they were all on the show. So why did you need to use Sasha and Naomi? And why did you need to use Nikki Ash and Dodrop? I don't get it. I mentioned this last night. Weren't Nikki Ash and Dodrop feuding with Sasha Banks and Naomi? Wasn't that going to be the next feud for Sasha Banks and Naomi, being that there is no other tag team in the women's division? There is no tag team division, period. But there are no other teams in the division. When one team goes down, then WWE comes up with another idea to pair two women together, and then WWE just feuds these two teams together until it's fucking boring. That's what they do. That's what they've been doing. Naomi and Sasha Banks... They inherited these championships, but it's not their fault that the championships were fucking useless. They inherited these championships with no direction. Sasha Banks and Naomi give a shit. They care about what they do greatly, and they thought they could make a difference and change the way the women's tag team division's been looked, booked, and how the titles felt. But they are not miracle workers. They cannot do it by themselves without the backing of management, without the backing of John Laurinaitis, Bruce Prichard, and Vince McMahon. And those three people just actively don't care about the current state of women's wrestling. All three of them would much rather see a Divas division return. Just look at what's happening on NXT. You get a gist of what their vision is for what they want the women's division to be. It's not what Sasha Banks and Naomi want it to be. It's not what Sasha and Bailey set forth with the start of the women's revolution with their classic match at TakeOver Brooklyn number one. This is a mess. It is a complete and utter shit show. So that's the gist of it. And then we got stories coming out after Monday Night Raw 
things that I wasn't really able to talk about on Monday night and the post-show, but now this is why I'm here. I'm going to divulge this information to you guys because it was reported last night after the Monday Night Raw review went off the air. So like I said, everybody's talking about this from fans and industry insiders, superstars in the industry, you name it, they're all talking about it. They're all giving their opinion, whether you are giving your opinion and taking sides and taking Sasha Naomi's side or you're shilling for the E and calling them both unprofessional. Everybody and everybody in between are talking about this topic. CM Punk. CM Punk fired back at Matt Cardona for seemingly mocking the Sasha Banks and Naomi situation with WWE. Matt Cardona is getting some heat this afternoon from a large portion of the wrestling fans on Twitter, and you do not want to fuck with the Sasha Banks stands. Let me tell you something there. He may be a noob when it comes to that type of deal, but Jesus fucking Christ, he may actually have to close down his Twitter at the end of the day. It will be a nonstop barrage of bullshit coming his way. He put a tweet out that seemingly mocked the situation with Naomi and Sasha Banks. Cardona tweeted, and I quote, and I have the tweet right here for you. It is right now on the screen for you. If I could go back in time, the night I was pushed off the stage in a wheelchair on Raw, I should have walked into Johnny Ace's office, placed my neck brace on the table, and walked out because I wasn't being respected enough as internet's champion. This is what Matt Cardona said in regards to the Sasha Banks and Naomi situation. CM Punk obviously saw this tweet, and if there's anybody that is completely against WWE management and knows the inner workings of WWE management, it is definitely Phil Brooks, CM Punk. He replied, and I quote, if you go back in time to stand up for yourself, you should stand up for the workers now, says CM Punk. End quote. I love that he is standing up for Sasha Banks and Naomi because that what that's what I think the majority of us should really be doing because of how we know WWE to really be acting. Dax Harwood of FTR, he even tweeted out, always, always, always stand up for what you believe in. Fucking always. And Dax and Cash... They are great friends of Sasha Banks and Bailey, and they were all buddy-buddy mentoring each other, training with each other when they were inside the WWE during their time there. I don't understand how anybody can sit there and not support their decision. Now, I get people are going to be calling them unprofessional, and you know those are the people that really don't have you know, this type of thing happened to them. It's crazy to me how you can call them unprofessional when they're probably working for the most unprofessional wrestling company on the face of the fucking planet in WWE. Bruce Pritchard himself is unprofessional. John Laurinaitis is unprofessional. Kevin Dunn is unprofessional. Vince McMahon is unprofessional. His actions are unprofessional. Everything about these people is unprofessional. They don't give a fuck about us. They don't give a shit, an iota of a shit, about the current talent that they have employed on that roster. So when Sasha Banks and Naomi disrupt the system, 
I love to see it because we always hear stories of everybody's walking on eggshells and, oh, my God, everybody is afraid to talk to Vince McMahon and you can't even get in touch with Vince McMahon because he doesn't want anything to do with you and he doesn't want to talk to you. It's either his way, Bruce Pritchard's way, or the fucking highway. Get the fuck out of my face. That's the mentality that they've created backstage. You have to go through rings of fire just to get a fucking second with. Vince McMahon, you got to talk to an agent. You got to talk to a producer. You got to go through creative. Creative doesn't know what the fuck's going on. Bruce Pritchard is telling you, yeah, 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 this, this and that will talk to you. And then he never gets back to Vince McMahon because it's not really what Vince McMahon wants. Bruce Pritchard's only going to tell Vince McMahon what Vince McMahon wants to hear, to, to hear. And if it's anything of a concern, he doesn't give a shit. He does not give a shit. We've documented this time and time again. Sasha Banks and Naomi should be supported. In this time, what happens to them? I don't know. Somebody told me today that WWE actively took them off all of the live event schedules up until June. I don't know what that means. Maybe WWE is just going to lightly give out punishments here. What's going to happen with the tag team championships? We'll discuss that in a second. I don't know what fucking WWE is going to do with the tag team championships. The tag team championships should be fucking burned and abolished. They should be fucking retired forever. I don't see a need for the tag team championships. So obviously Dax, Cardone is a fucking prick. I don't know if he was shilling the E or if he was poking fun and trying to be funny, but really is in support of them. I don't know. It was probably best for him to keep his mouth shut if he wanted to go in the route that he did and take the direction that he did. I don't really, I don't really understand his fucking tweet uh, out of all of this. Carmella. Carmella defended Corey Graves. Corey Graves was on commentary during the show and called Sasha Banks and Naomi unprofessional. He used that unprofessional term on Monday night. Corey Graves received criticism from fans regarding... What he said about Sasha Banks and Naomi on Monday's Raw, the show was supposed to feature a six-pack challenge, like I said, Asuka, Lynch, Dodrop, Nikki Ash, Sasha Banks, and Naomi, but that was changed to Lynch and Asuka, with Lynch winning to determine the top contender for the Raw Women's Championship. Or Asuka won, rather, I'm sorry, not Lynch. Asuka won, with the miss to the face. So during the show, it was announced that Banks and Naomi had left, leaving Lynch to ask Adam Pearce to change things. It's been reported that Lynch came up with the idea for the segment. So Becky Lynch had to write the ship here, according to sources. Graves then said on commentary that Banks and Naomi are unprofessional and unprofessionally walked out. That's what he said on social media. So it was speculated, speculated that this line was given to Graves by Vince McMahon as the chairman doesn't like wrestlers walking out when advertised to appear. The week after Steve Austin walked out in 2002, the Rock stated in a promo that Austin took his ball and went home. Carmella, who is married to Graves, responded to a fan saying, get your man to Carmella, meaning that he made a fuck up and shouldn't have said what he said on Monday Night Raw in reference to his commentary. Carmella stated that Graves was just doing his job, essentially a confirmation that Graves was told to say what he said on commentary during the broadcast on Monday night. I don't know why anybody's poking fun and blaming Corey Graves. Corey Graves was told to say what he said on Monday night. I don't think, you know, Corey Graves gets a lot of shit for no reason. I I don't really understand. Every time the guy opens his fucking mouth, somebody seemingly has a problem with what Corey Graves says. I don't, I don't understand it. Corey Graves is probably next to Michael Cole, the most knowledgeable guy 
on the WWE commentary team, he makes the shows tolerable as far as a commentary standpoint is concerned. He is very in the know and very aware of what's going on with everything. When someone else doesn't know anything, Corey Graves is quickly there to rectify it, fix something, fix an error, call out somebody who made a mistake. He, he's pretty much the anchor of the commentary team. So when he said something like that, people are quick to jump on Corey Graves and jump down his fucking throat because it came out of his mouth, not knowing that Vince McMahon is a micromanaging fucking just geek. He's a fucking, he's just, oh God, it fucking pisses me off. He micromanages everything. He is a control freak. Corey Graves was told to say what he said last night on Monday Night Raw. It is not Corey Graves going into business for himself. In fact, if I was a betting man, Corey Graves would probably look at Sasha Banks and Naomi, and he would probably side with them, but you'll never hear that because he can't say that because he's not going to risk his fucking position and his job to go against the company. Who knows what Corey Graves is feeling? I just have an inkling of a feeling that Corey Graves kind of understands what they're going through and would be in support of their decision no matter what. That's just my take on that. So Carmella even got involved and pretty much gave everybody the notion that, yes, Corey Graves said what he said, but he was clearly doing his fucking job and only doing his job on Monday night. Sasha Banks and Naomi, they were reportedly upset with something that transpired hours before the show. Now, WrestleVotes tweeted out, and they said that there was tension all day leading up to the broadcast on Monday night, and both Banks and Naomi were upset at something. There were scrimmages for their match. There were rehearsals for their match. Then the creative came down, and then that's when things just fucking boiled over and exploded. Russell Votes tweeted out, and I quote, Source notes, now this is last night. Source notes that WWE statement regarding Sasha and Naomi's walkout is just the baseline of the details. The tension leading up to the walkout was palpable all day, with both superstars upset at something that had transpired. More details will come out in due time on this story. So we didn't know what that meant when WrestleVotes tweeted that out. Everybody was scrambling for information. Then one thing after the other was coming out, and we realized that Sasha Banks fans, I didn't realize it, fans dove deeper into the situation. They realized that Sasha Banks unfollowed Vince McMahon, Roman Reigns, the Usos, the WWE main Twitter account on social media. I believe it was only on Twitter. It might have been on Instagram, but I'm seeing only Twitter for now. She unfollowed all of the major WWE accounts that she's been following. The only people that she's still following right now are Tamina, Snoop Dogg, John Cena, and a couple of others. And that's it. She unfollowed, and I don't know if that means anything. It may mean nothing, but people look into that to really gauge on what somebody is truly feeling in that moment. And she unfollowed her employer. She unfollowed her boss. She unfollowed the top star in the company. She unfollowed the biggest tag team in the entire company. She is just sick and tired and basically with that action, done. She's done. And I said this last night. And we'll go over it again when I get into the fucking real, real solid meat and potatoes of this story. So 
That's what had transpired during the show, and that was the news that was breaking during the show last night. So WrestleVotes tweeted out about a WWE official statement. The official statement I read last night on the post show on Off the Script. WWE issued an official statement on why Sasha Banks and Naomi were not on the show, and they detailed that they walked out of the building and walked off of Monday Night Raw. WWE says this, and I quote, When Sasha Banks and Naomi arrived at the arena this afternoon, they were informed of their participation in the main event of tonight's Monday Night Raw. This was last night. During the broadcast, they walked into the WWE head of talent relations office, John Laurinaitis, people power, with their suitcases in hand, placed their tag team championship belts on his desk and walked out. They claimed they weren't respected enough as tag team champions. This is all legit. I know that's the current feeling from both Sasha Banks and Naomi, and that is the current feeling from many of the fans that watch this product. Not only the tag team championships and the tag team champions, but the women's division in general. And even though they had eight hours to rehearse and construct their match, they claimed they were uncomfortable in the ring with two of their opponents, even though they had matches with these individuals in the past with no consequences. Now, I don't know who these, these individuals were. There were four other women in that match. Dodrop, Nikki Ash, Asuka, and Becky Lynch. I don't understand why that was said. I don't know why Sasha Banks and Naomi would go out there and claim that they were uncomfortable with people in that match when they had worked with every single one of them. It, it might be more so Asuka and Becky Lynch that they're comfortable with and less with Dodrop and Nikki Ash. But I don't really recall at any point watching Dodrop, Piper Niven, or Nikki Cross transforming into Nikki Ash where they were reckless in the ring or where they hurt somebody. This is not a Nia Jax situation. Sasha Banks has worked extensively with Becky Lynch. I don't think there's an issue there. There may be some, some animosity there for whatever reason. I, I don't know. That's just me insinuating and speculating, but I, I don't really under I don't really know. You know, Asuka and Sasha Banks, they were pretty much the two women with Bailey that held the women's division together in an empty gymnasium when WWE was still producing live television during the pandemic, in the middle of the pandemic. If there's anybody that Asuka is familiar with and Sasha Banks is familiar with, it's both of them together. So I don't really understand that. Is that a situation where WWE is just putting that into words and getting that statement out there to make them look bad? And for what reason would WWE want to make them look bad by lying like that and creating a false narrative? I don't really understand that. I don't think there's anybody in that ring that Sasha Banks is uncomfortable to work with. Same thing with Naomi. So they were uncomfortable with two of their opponents in the ring. No names were given. Obviously, no names were given. Monday Night Raw, they end with this. Monday Night Raw is a scripted live TV show whose characters are expected to perform the requirements of their contract, we regret we were unable to deliver as advertised tonight's main event. It is very weird that WWE put out a statement like that and really kind of opened the curtain to what is going on here. You know, vaguely, but they opened the curtain and WWE is known not to open the curtain. They did this with John Moxley as well. They did this with John Moxley. They gave an official statement that John Moxley 
was leaving WWE or Jonathan Good was leaving WWE and he was on his way to AEW. But WWE issued this statement and then the narrative became, oh, this is a work. I'm not going to believe it until I see it. This is a work. This is all to get Sasha Banks and Naomi to split up, turn Naomi heel, have them vacate the women's tag team championships, and then have Naomi join the bloodline. Because if you guys are in the news in the last seven days or so, there's been a lot of talk about Naomi possibly joining at some point in the future, the bloodline, and joining Roman Reigns, Jimmy, and Jey Uso in that faction on SmackDown. This is not a work. This is not a work. I would have told you already if I felt like it was a work. I've never even used that word and never even used that narrative in all of the time that I've talked about this dating, dating back to last night. I don't think this is a work. This is legit. Sasha Banks is angry. Naomi is angry. They feel disrespected. They feel mistreated. The women's division is suffering. The tag team championships mean shit. And WWE has shown that they don't want any part of it and don't want to fix it. They are legit angry. This is not, I stress to you again, anybody that's telling you that this is a work, ignore them. This is not a work. This is 100% shoot, legit. It's not a work at all. Sasha Banks and Naomi's issues. This is where we get into the good stuff. Sasha Banks and Naomi's issues allegedly go back to several months. Not shocked. Not shocked at all. All you got to do is open your eyes, man. Jeepers, creepers, where'd you get those peepers? Remember that? Just open up your fucking peepers, man. All you got to do is watch the fucking show. There was a video, there was a podcast I did way back in the day when Sasha Banks walked out of WWE because of frustration and just being fucking depressed about how everything materialized when they won. They were inaugural, her and Bailey were inaugural women's tag team champions. WWE gave them the reins to run the division and make those championships feel like important or feel important and feel like they were important. On day one, they were given that role. They were given that responsibility. How did WWE treat them? They crowned them that year at the Elimination Chamber only to drop those titles to the Iconics at WrestleMania. And then after that, shit blew up. Shit blew up. Sasha walked out, and she was just done at that point with WWE and everything that they had done with the women's division and the newly created women's tag team championships. I made a video that's period in that time frame documenting why Sasha Banks walked out, and it wasn't very difficult to see. Weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks of repeated matches with the Riot Squad, Sarah Logan, Ruby Riot, and Liv Morgan. Weeks after weeks after weeks of television going through different tag team partners. It could have been Bailey. It could have been Natalia. It could have been Zelina. It could have been this and that and this and that. WWE gave Sasha Banks a rerun for almost a full calendar year, a full calendar year. And then on top of that, before WWE wanted to do anything with tag team wrestling inside the women's division, Sasha Banks really isn't known for holding championships all that long either. 
She hasn't held a, a single fucking championship outside of 30 days plus. I don't really recall how many days, if somebody can look it up for me, what her last reign as women's champion was. It really wasn't all that long. It may have eclipsed 30 days, but it still wasn't all that long in what should have been a fruitful reign for Sasha Banks. I believe the longest reign she had was the last one she had before she dropped it to Bianca Belair. It may have been, it may have been somewhere around 100 days or so. But still, that's not really what Sasha Banks deserves. And before that, before that title reign, Sasha Banks didn't hold a championship for more than 30 days and she dropped it back and forth in a fucking seesaw of fucking matches. 167 days, JoJo. Thank you in the chat, bro. Th thank you for the uh, analytic there. 167 days. But before that, it was just a seesaw effect with Charlotte Flair trading the titles back and forth on Monday Night Raw. She didn't do anything special with the Women's Championship. WWE never really fully gave her the ball and the crown to run that fucking division like they did everybody else. Bayley, the, one of the longest-running SmackDown Women's Champions of all time, Becky Lynch. WWE touted Becky Lynch as holding the title for over two years when we know that's not the fact. We know that's not true. Charlotte Flair, I mean, the company bends over fucking backwards to give Charlotte Flair whatever she wants. Has Sasha Banks ever gotten that opportunity? Has Sasha Banks ever gotten that treatment? No. Sasha Banks has never gotten that treatment. So where is this woman being a petty, spoiled bitch to some of the people online? You don't realize what that does to somebody. You don't realize what that, what, what, what all that does to somebody's emotional state, what that does to someone's mentality. You know, if, if somebody is as weak of an individual, not Sasha Banks, but if somebody is weaker as far as a mental state is concerned, they may fucking just go off, go off the rails and never fucking come back. Their passion of pro wrestling may be fucking killed, and that's what WWE's done to Sasha Banks. She went on hiatus. She went on hiatus. She was disenfranchised with the one thing that she always wanted to do in her life, and that was wrestle. WWE killed her fucking passion. WWE killed her spirit. She had to go to fucking Japan and go find that spark again, wrestling Japanese strong style. This woman made strides to go find that passion again. She could have easily given up. She could have easily given up, but she didn't want to because she loves what she does so much. I find it very funny how people call Sasha Banks petty. They find Sasha Banks to be spoiled. Why don't you just do what you're told? No. No. When something is wrong and you do not believe in something, you should speak up 100% and voice your concerns and voice your opinions. On the other side, when you're listening to someone voice their opinions and voice their concerns, you should reciprocate that back with open ears and listen to them and work through the fucking bullshit to make everybody happy. That did not happen here. That did not happen here, not even close. But I find it funny how people think Sasha Banks is a spoiled bitch. The woman has been treated unfairly compared to everybody else in the horse women. And it's not right. I don't know what she's done. I don't know what WWE sees in the others and not in Sasha Banks. But the woman prides herself on her body of work. If WWE... If you look at WWE and you look at the type of people they are, they obviously, and we talked about this many times before, countless times before in the past, they do not like professional wrestling. 
Sasha Banks is professional wrestling. That's the gist of it. Sasha Banks is professional wrestling. She has a fucking notebook of everything she does. How many times I've heard she goes to the House of Glory school right here in Queens? How many fucking times she goes to that school and how many times I hear from people, Sasha Banks brought the notebook. Sasha Banks brought, brought the notebook. She was writing shit down. She learns from Red every time she goes. She goes in there and she trains with the fucking students that are just getting their feet wet in the industry that want to do this. They want to do this thing that we love called professional wrestling. She's there training the fucking kids and working out with them, creating this equal environment. Sasha Banks is one of the biggest pro wrestlers on the planet. Sasha Banks is one of the most notable figures in all of the industry, yet she walks into the House of Glory school, trains with Red, and is a part of his class as if she was somebody who just walked in off the street to learn on day one. WWE doesn't admire that. WWE doesn't admire that at all. Why? Because she cares too fucking much. If WWE finds that you care too much, they will actively destroy you and it. That's the basis of it. Sasha Banks is too real. Sasha Banks is too passionate. And Sasha Banks cares too much. I don't know why that turns WWE off the way that it does. I don't think I'll ever, I'll, I'll ever understand it. Because the way I look at it, if Sasha Banks embodies all of that, that's the type of person I want as my number one in my women's division. That's the fucking person I want as the role model to lead the rest of the division and the roster. I want everybody looking up to somebody like that. But this is not what we have here. This is not what we have here. WWE looks down on Sasha Banks. Everybody's now treating Sasha Banks and Naomi as if they did something wrong. And now there's inner fucking circles on uh, on WWE side in that locker room, probably saying, well, why, why did they get upset? They got upset over what they got upset about. Everybody, I'm, wait till I read to you what I'm about to read to you, man. This is damning information. It is disgusting what I'm about to read to you. But Sasha Banks cares too much, man. This woman prides herself on her body of work, like I said. Just watch the Stone Cold Steve Austin Broken Skull Sessions with Sasha Banks. You get everything you need to know out of that two-hour interview. If you don't get the type of woman that she is, you'll never understand the type of woman that she is. Just listen to the words that come out of her mouth and listen to the tone of her voice. Listen to the body language. Listen to how she cares about everything. WWE doesn't give a shit. She wants things to make sense. She has no problem putting anybody over. She has no problem losing. She has no problem doing this or that. She wants things to make sense. She wants to help the division. She knows what she's worth, how valuable she is. She sees the company that she fell in love with, not valuing her to a point where she knows she's worth. She has no problem doing anything that they require, but what WWE is giving her in return doesn't make sense. And I'm glad what doesn't make sense was called out. Because there is not enough people in that fucking company that will have the balls to do that. I call it out every, I call it out every fucking week. Yet I get blasted for it. Why? Because it doesn't fit your fucking narrative. You are just as bad. All these people that criticize me for fucking crying, these are the same people criticizing Sasha and Naomi, and these are the fucking people that back WWE. These are the people we don't want to associate with. 
These are the people we don't want to associate with, period. They are actively destroying the product. They are not for what we need. Sasha Banks is for what we need. She wants things to make sense. She wants to pride herself on her work. She has no problem doing the work. Just make it make sense. That's all she wants. That's all she wants. Is that so difficult to produce? I don't think so. WWE doesn't even lift a finger and try. Adidas underscore head. 88. This is the Twitter account. You guys can go check this out on Twitter. It is a huge thread of just damning information. This person provided details on what allegedly went down between WWE Naomi and Sasha Banks. Now, usually I say take this shit with a grain of salt. Usually I say take this shit with a grain of salt. But when I read this shit, and I read it multiple times, everything that this person said, I visibly just went over in my head and I was coming up with thoughts and putting myself in that situation. Going back to what I talked about and what I complained about in regards to everything leading up to this, you go and look at this. I know it's going to be a first glance and say, how is this true? You know, who is this person? Please take this with a very cautious approach. I read this and I believed every fucking word this person's saying because everything that they put on social media made fucking sense. Here's what this person said. They started off with this. You are approached in February as being put in a tag team after both being promised big feuds at WrestleMania. Sasha Banks was supposed to wrestle Charlotte Flair for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Naomi, I'm assuming, was supposed to wrestle Sonya Deville at WrestleMania. WWE didn't even bother to blow off that feud and Sasha Banks and Charlotte never happened because Charlotte fucking cried that she wanted Ronda Rousey instead because she wanted to main event night one and she never got to main event night one because Stone Stone Cold Steve Austin came back. So fuck Charlotte Flair. I'm glad that it worked out the way that it worked out. Sasha should have nothing to be ashamed about because Charlotte had one of the worst matches of the entire fucking weekend. She wouldn't have had one of the worst matches of the weekend if Sasha Banks was involved, but she had one of the worst matches of the weekend because Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair are just fucking awful. You bite the bullet and you put everything you have into being a tag team. That's the way Sasha Banks works. It works, you get over, you win the titles at WrestleMania and you become big merchandise pushers. They sold a lot of merchandise. Five weeks into your reign, You show up to live TV and you get ready to work. You are told you will be in the main event and you are happy. You both are then told that one of you will be going over from pinning the other. You have questions on why that decision was made and how it helps you both. So five weeks into your reign. Five weeks, I'm assuming, was yesterday, right? On Monday night. Five weeks from when they won the titles at WrestleMania. You get ready to go to work, and you're going to be in the main event. You're happy, you're excited. Yes, I'm going to be in the main event. And you're both told that one of you will be going over, but you will be going over by pinning your partner. So all of that speculation about, whoa, well, Naomi was told that she had to pin Sasha. Sasha didn't like it. Some people didn't believe that story. This is a close personal friend that just told you that that was exactly what was supposed to play out in the six-pack challenge. Naomi was supposed to pin Sasha Banks in the six-pack challenge. How does that 
help the tag team champions. Why would you put them in that situation? Why they were even in the match to begin with is beyond me. Why were they even there? But worse yet, they're there. They're in the main event, and you're asking Naomi to pin Sasha Banks and Sasha Banks to be okay with it. How does it help either one of them? It doesn't. One of them looks like a loser, and the other one's just waiting to be a loser because she'd go on to win the match to get a match with Bianca Belair at Hell in a Cell and lose anyway. You request a meeting with your boss to discuss the creative. Your boss takes the meeting, and everything is actually going well in the meeting. He understands your concerns. The meeting ends well, and the match is told to be reconstructed. Good. Good. Sasha Banks and Naomi went to Vince. They talked about why it didn't make sense. He seemingly agreed. He told the agents and the producers to reconstruct the match, and let's get to a different outcome with what we got going on here. For some reasons, the producers get mad about it. So the producers got mad that they already had a match lined up and ready to go only for it to be changed. Them told that it's going to be changed because Sasha and Naomi did not like what was going on and justifiably so. And they have the balls to get mad at it. This is what I'm talking about, about nobody speaks up in the fucking back and goes and asks questions. It didn't make sense. If you're producing a match with the original outcome, you're not looking at that as a fucking problem. You're not looking at that as, well, Naomi going over Sasha, should we be doing this? Is this right? Does this make sense? No. They go to Vince. They ask for it to be changed. Vince says, all right, let's reconstruct the match. And then you have the fucking balls to get mad at them? You then ask, with one of your members going over, what happens to the titles? So one of them asks, well, if Naomi's going over here, I'm assuming this had to be Sasha. What's happening with the championships? What's happening with the championships? If Naomi is set to pin Sasha in this match, what happens to the tag team championships? Then this person says, you are told basically that you will just be carrying the belts. You will just be carrying the belts. They want to use you both to help both women's champions get more over. Let me me get this straight. Let me get this straight. You're asking Sasha Banks and Naomi to be tag team champions and disregard everything that they wanted to do with the tag team championships to put them in singles matches against Bianca Belair and Ronda Rousey. Naomi was supposed to win this six-pack challenge last night and wrestle Bianca Belair at the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view for the Raw Women's Championship. Sasha Banks was supposed to go to SmackDown and get a shot at the SmackDown Women's Championship against Ronda Rousey. But why are we going and doing these, these situations where you want them to get Bianca Belair and Ronda Rousey over. Why does Bianca Belair need to get over? Wasn't that the fucking point of Sasha main eventing WrestleMania with Bianca Belair? You're asking Sasha Banks to do something that she already did and will not be able to duplicate. 
She'll never be able to do what she did with Bianca at WrestleMania at that stage and what that match meant the first time it happened. Why? Why would you ask her to do something again when she's already done it? You, the, you were the ones. Management were the ones that fucked it up. You're asking her to get Bianca more over. Why? Why? Because you buried Bianca in 27 fucking seconds. And still, even with a great match against Becky at WrestleMania, she's still not where she needs to be. Why? Because you fucked up. You fucked up. Not Sasha Banks. That's not her fucking problem. Naomi. Naomi's been doing the best work of her entire career. Naomi already had to take a step back because Ronda Rousey needed to come back. Ronda Rousey got the fucking match at WrestleMania against Charlotte Flair. Why? Because she's Ronda fucking Rousey. Naomi should have won the Royal Rumble. Naomi didn't even square away a fucking storyline with Sony Deville. You guys were too fucking lazy to even finish that fucking storyline. Does anybody remember Sony Deville eliminating Naomi from the Royal Rumble? I don't remember it. I don't remember it, says WWE. They just go and ignore the whole fucking thing. I saw clear as day that Naomi was eliminated by Sony Deville, who was already eliminated in the Royal Rumble. They didn't tie up loose ends. They just merged Ronda and Charlotte into their feud. And then when Ronda and Charlotte took precedent on Friday night, they ignored Sony Deville and Naomi. Naomi should have went on to win the Royal Rumble. Naomi should have went on to challenge Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania, and Naomi should have been crowd SmackDown Women's Champion. Sasha Banks should have went heel. Sasha Banks and Naomi should have been the major feud on SmackDown on Friday night after WrestleMania. That's what should have been done. No, but Ronda Rousey's there because Ronda Rousey's actively making the division better. And right now, believe it or not, it could not be any fucking worse than what it is right now. How fucking dare you ask Sasha Banks to go and make Ronda Rousey over? I'm sorry. I don't see how that's Sasha Banks' fucking problem. You want Sasha Banks to go in there and make Ronda Rousey? Ronda Rousey has no business being in a WWE ring because she doesn't give a fuck about the women's division. She don't give a shit about the fucking women's division. And if you think she does, you're a complete blithering idiot. She can't cut a promo. She's terrible in the ring. Every time she comes out, it's like fucking insomnia hits everybody. But you want Sasha Banks to put over Ronda Rousey. I'm sorry, didn't Ronda Rousey and Sasha Banks have a match at the Royal Rumble a couple years back when Ronda was first there? Didn't Sasha do the job? Didn't Sasha do the job? She brought Ronda to the best match of her entire fucking run, did Sasha Banks. You want her to try and duplicate that now with an even worse Ronda Rousey. What difference would it make this time around? Again, just like Bianca Belair, what difference is it going to make if Sasha does this the first fucking time compared to the second time? It's not going to be anything special. Ronda's not going to be any more over if she beats Sasha Banks. Ronda Rousey should be laying down for Sasha Banks. Should be the other way around. Holy shit, these people are fucking clueless. They are fucking clueless. 
It is hilarious what I'm reading to you right now. Sasha Banks, there's no fucking way that woman can make Ronda Rousey look any better than what she looks like now. Ronda Rousey is not somebody that needs to be given this type of attention. She's Ronda fucking Rousey. If Ronda Rousey's failing, it's Ronda Rousey's fault. It's not Sasha Banks' fault. How dare you? How dare you? My God. My God. So what happens to the women's tag team championships? That's the other fucking question. What's, the, what, what's happening to the women's tag team championship? You want them to hold the belt. Don't we have enough of that on TV? The Intercontinental title hasn't been defended on a fucking pay-per-view since WrestleMania 37. We have enough of that on TV right now. We don't need the women's tag team championships to go in the same direction. Why even make them the tag team championships if this was the direction that you were ultimately going to go in? Oh, you want Sasha to wrestle Ronda Rousey because there's nobody else, right? Whose fucking fault is that? It's WWE's fault for building a fucking shit division. You allowed Charlotte Flair to go out, now you got nobody. That was one of the worst women's feuds of all time. Now you're asking Sasha Banks to take the ball and get Ronda Rousey over. It's your fucking problem. It's WWE's management. It's WWE's creative's problem. I don't understand it. Why would you make them the tag team champions if this was the direction that you were ultimately going to go in? Why have them carry the belts around? I just don't know why you don't strip them of the titles and burn the fucking titles. They were never needed to begin with. Ever. Never. They're not needed on the main roster. They're not needed in NXT. They're not needed in AEW. So Christ. I hope Tony Khan does not make women's tag team titles. What a dead concept. WWE can't even get their men's tag team titles the right way. You're asking them to fucking produce women's tag team titles? Who thought this was a good idea? All the people asking for the women's tag team titles back when they were debuting. Where the fuck are you now? I don't hear a single fucking peep from you. My God. So Bianca, Naomi, Sasha, and Ronda. WWE's got some, they're, they're, they're a bunch of fucking comedians, man. My goodness. Neither one of you, well, let's go back to what Adidas is saying. Neither one of you will win the solo titles. So Naomi's not beating Bianca for the Raw Women's title. And Sasha is not winning the SmackDown Women's Championship from Ronda. Neither one of you will be winning solo titles, and you won't be defending your tag team titles until Money in the Bank on July 2nd. You ask for another meeting with your boss, but this time you are being called spoiled. Spoiled? Spoiled for asking logical Common sense questions. A producer walks away screaming. He comes back and tells both of you to fix your attitudes. Y'all have a brief meeting amongst yourselves 
and decide to stand up for yourselves. You go to another boss, who I'm assuming this is probably Vince McMahon or, or not Vince McMahon, Bruce Pritchard. You go to another boss and make it clear that you have concerns. You ask, why are we even in the match? And why aren't other women in it? We talked about this last night. Where's Liv Morgan? Where's Rhea Ripley? Where is Carmella? Where's Dana Brooke? They're all fucking there. You got Shotzi on SmackDown. You got Zia Lee on SmackDown. You got Ali on SmackDown. You got no fucking problem bringing Sasha Banks and Naomi over from SmackDown. But those women who haven't fucking seen the light of day on TV, no, we won't bring them to fucking television. You could have easily put anybody in that match. It didn't need to be Sasha. It didn't need to be Naomi. It didn't need to be Doe Drop, and it didn't need to be Nikki Ash. You mean to tell me that there is no way around fixing the fucking problem that WWE created for themselves? Give me a fucking break, man. Give me a break. You ask why we are even in this match and why aren't all the women in it. You ask why are your titles with no stories for two months? Again, you are met with the question or the, the statement of fix your attitudes. So after one final meeting with yourselves and ask others, you make the ultimate decision as a team. It's sad how one side is trying to create a fucked up narrative. Man, that was, that's damning information, man. That is damning information. And every bit of that is 100% true. Guarantee it. There's no doubt in my mind that that shit is 100% true. So what's the backstage reaction? We already got Sasha and Ronda being the plan, right? That was their plan. Clearly, that's not taking place. Nobody wants to see that. Sasha is not for that shit. Naomi and Bianca, that didn't make sense from the word go. Why? I don't understand it. So those were the two matches planned. What I loved and what happened last night is that Sasha Banks and Naomi walked out and forced Creative's hand. And WWE, I'm certainly in the know here with this. WWE wanted Naomi to be filler. She wanted Naomi, or, or uh, WWE wanted Naomi to be filler and fill in for Bianca Belair on a D-level pay-per-view. They didn't want to blow their load with Bianca versus Asuka or Bianca versus Becky Lynch, which I'm assuming is going to be the match at SummerSlam. They were probably saving Asuka for money in the bank. The same thing happens with Sasha Banks. They wanted Sasha to be a filler for Ronda Rousey until either Charlotte gets back or when Bailey comes back and gets her match with Ronda Rousey. Sasha and Bianca, or Sasha and Naomi, rather, were being used as filler for Bianca and Ronda Rousey. WWE was forced to change their, their, their mentality, their, their booking. Sasha Banks and Naomi forced their fucking hand. Sasha Banks and Naomi realistically took two major stadium matches away from WWE with what they did last night, and I couldn't be more pleased. I couldn't be more pleased with that. What is the backstage reaction? What is the backstage reaction? Who is with Sasha Banks and Naomi and who is against Sasha Banks and Naomi? During the PW Torch audio show with Wade Keller, Wade Keller gave some insight into the backstage reaction to the Sasha Banks and Naomi situation. Keller confirmed that this is not a storyline and they really did leave during Raw. 
What I can report is, this is not a work. A couple of sources that I trust would know and said, definitely, this is not a work. And the reporting that PW Insider and Fightful had early on was accurate. The people that I communicated with directly in WWE tonight after Raw indicated that this was Sasha and Naomi working together, but leaning a little more towards Sasha being the leader and them working each other up, but Sasha kind of leading the way into making this decision. Keller also noted that while it was implied in WWE statement last night that Sasha and Naomi may have had an issue with their opponents in the six-pack challenge, none of the wrestlers in the match have a history of hurting people like I just said previously in this live stream earlier on. He continues on, does Wade Keller, and says this. By the way, there's no history of Doe Drop or Nikki having a reputation for being rough in the ring. This isn't a Nia Jax type of situation. That's not a thing with them. I don't think that there was an issue with Oscar or Becky either. There's no history of personal issues between them. So the idea that they were uncomfortable in the ring with two of their opponents is not something that I know the details of, like who and why. I can just say that I asked around and there wasn't a pre-existing issue with Naomi and Sasha with anyone in that match. Keller said that some people will side with WWE and others will side with Naomi and Sasha Banks, but more details are needed in this story. He added, and I quote, I will say, the people I'm communicating with and their instinct is they're puzzled and they say the locker room and management are puzzled by the reaction and the actions of Sasha Banks and Naomi. The fact that fucking management is puzzled goes to show you how fucking clueless and brain dead everybody is, man. How don't you see what you did wrong? How? I don't get it. You don't see what you did wrong? You don't see the shit creative that you brought to the table and why they would be upset? It feels weird. This is what I'm told. How this all played out, it feels weird. People are just kind of shaking their heads. The instinct with people that I'm communicating with is Sasha overreacted to a normal day at work and having been this worked up heading into today over some things that might not be all that worth getting worked up over. They're paid to play a role on TV, and WWE said that. Keller continued, Behind the scenes, there's not a ton of instant sympathy or a thought of like, finally they took a stand over this injustice that was going on. It's more like, what? Where did this come from? And how did they get themselves so worked up over this? There's not one single fucking person in that locker room that gives a shit. If you tell me that there is, you're a fucking idiot. I don't give a shit who you are. There's not one fucking person in this locker room that gives a shit about the overall state of the women's division. This goes back to what I said years ago in my initial Sasha Banks video. There's nobody in that fucking locker room that gives a shit about the overall health of the women's division. Not Charlotte, not Becky, not Bianca, not anybody. The only two people that ever gave a shit were Bailey and Sasha Banks. Everybody else just wants what they want. 
for themselves and they don't give a shit about anything else going on around them. That is 100% factual information. I don't need a report from SAP. I don't need PW Insider. I don't need PW Torch to tell you that and relay that information. I know it because I just watched the show and you just see it. You see it. You hear it. You read about it. Nobody gives a fuck there. If nobody is there supporting them and they're giving you quotes of, oh, I don't know why they overreacted. They got themselves worked up over this. They play a role on TV. Blah, 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 blah. She overreacted on a normal work day. Do you give a shit about the division in which you work in or, or are you just there just because you have to and you only give a shit about what you have to do? Do you give a shit about the fucking titles at all? Seriously? This entire shit is fucked up. Everything about this is fucked up. The more that comes out about this, the more we will all side with Sasha Banks and Naomi, man. Again, I stress, this is something that I love to see because we know from a fan standpoint what goes on, man. We're not stupid anymore. I hope I've I hope I've taught you guys at least something in the amount of time I've been doing this, man. Seriously. Do not ever trust these people. They don't give a fuck about you and I. They don't give a shit about the people that are on that fucking show on Monday and Friday night. If your name is not Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, or anybody at an upper level management position, nobody gives a fuck about you. Nobody gives a shit. And when you open your mouth, you're petty. When you open your mouth, you're spoiled. And when you open your mouth, well, I don't know why they overreacted. They just play a role on television. It's not what the fans think. The fans don't want their intelligence insulted. If you think that's okay, then you are a fucking part of the fucking problem. More and more comes out about this, the more and more we side with Sasha Banks and Naomi. What a joke. What a fucking joke. That's all I got. That's all the news coming out of this situation. If you guys want more about this stuff, I will keep you guys updated on whatever comes out right here on the podcast. We had 3,300 people today live. 3,300 people today live for this major story, man. I love you guys. Thank you so very much. If you guys are new and just found the channel, please consider hitting that subscribe button. And while you're at it, please hit that thumbs up, man. We got 3,400 people here. Let's try for at least 1,500 likes on today's OTS. Follow me on social media, at JD from NY206. That's Twitter and Instagram. Hit that subscribe button down below. Like I said, turn on the bell for notifications. Hit that thumbs up. It's the last call, man. Get those super chats in. We got five new members today, man. Love you guys. Thank you so much for all the support. Let's start at the top. Super chats. We got, again, thank you to It's Frags. Thank you to Kratos. 22 months, brother. Thank you so much, man, for re-upping. Here's to 22 months of amazing support from yours truly. It's officially seven years. Seven years since I subscribed to your channel today, JD, OTS for Life. Thank you so much, brother. Two more months, and you got that gold microphone, bro. B-Generation X, David Paul Elliott, 
with a seven-month membership. How long has it been since the Mets and Yankees made New York baseball exciting? Man, I haven't watched baseball this season, man. The Braves are fucking terrible this year. I don't know what happened. Phil, with a seven-month membership. Can't believe that I've been a channel member for seven months. Naomi and Sasha told up for the bullshits they were given, and I applaud them. OTS for life. Thank you so much, man. Nick Williams and Mendelf's Isma become new members in the VIP club. Thank you so much, guys. What are you guys drinking tonight? Volathol becomes a new member. Thank you so much, man. What are you drinking tonight? Leo Galimara with a $5 super chat. I do not blame Sasha and Naomi for walking. WWE was going to make them job to Bianca and Ronda. Go let others job and let Sasha and Naomi be champions. It made no sense for Sasha and Naomi to be jobbing to Bianca and Ronda. None. None. Super be quiet with a $5 super chat. Sasha and Naomi deserve better. How did you and Jesse meet? We love you both. Don't forget to smash that like button. Jesse was a fan of the show. Jesse was a fan of the show. We uh, met at uh, the All In StarCast event for the first time. And it's history from there, man. Patrick Williams with a $5 UK Super Chat. Big shout out for Sasha Banks for walking out. Proves she cares about the division. I respect her even more for standing her ground. Absolutely, Patrick Williams. We all respect Sasha Banks. Alexander Fitzgerald with a $5 Super Chat. They, have, they had every reason to walk out. They were going to be booked horribly in the next few weeks. WWE isn't the best wrestling company anymore. That's a fact. Trey Van Garrick with a 199 Super Chat. Love and support Sasha, but her stands are unwell. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. They are very unwell. It's Frags with a 999 Super Chat. Jay, you've been watching since 2017. Sorry it took me so long to become a VIP. I could see WWE releasing Naomi and torturing Sasha for the rest of her contract after all this. If WWE tortures Sasha, she's on her way out when her contract is over. And I have, I have within good faith to know that she did not sign a dreaded five-year deal. They just reworked her current contract the time that when she negotiated and she signed for a three-year extension. That was it. Ryolf Wildfire with a 499 Super Chat. I don't know why Sasha resigned last year. I know she was making a mistake and ain't the missed an illegal move. The ref just gets a towel and nothing. It's awful, man. WWE, their the, the rules, man, they, they, they're broken and we're just supposed to accept it. Just like Bobby Lashley not going over the top rope and both feet hitting the floor. He got thrown through the fucking cage. The cage broke, but he won the match anyway because of a technicality like that. Ulysses with two five three five dollar super chats. If people want to take it personal, telling Sasha just to do what she's told is slave mentality. These people can always criticize and judge, and that's the slave mentality that makes people unhappy and, un and unsuccessful. Which these people probably are, and that keeps the problem with WWE going. People judging 
act like they will accept any and everything from their boss or company does or makes them do, people sure can be inconsiderate of others. Yeah, you're right, man. I, you know, I talked about this last night. You know, the, the fact that someone stood up the way that she did, man, it is it is admiring. It is, it is it, admirable. You don't see that all, especially in WWE. If you're being treated unfairly, you fucking speak up. If you're being treated, if you're being called unprofessional because you feel like you're being treated unprofessionally, then you fucking speak up. Emerald Lord with a two-month membership. WWE sucks. Thank you, brother. Yes, they do. Kluve, 22 with a $5 super chat. He leaves me a dancing uh, emoji. Thank you so much, man. Fujins Henry with a $4.99 super chat. Thank you for the extra. As always, JD, thank you so much, Fujins. Michael Bertoni with a $20 super chat. Thank you for everything you do, JD. My fiance and I listen to you every day. You're the best podcast in not only the IWC, but in podcasting history. Keep speaking the truth. I appreciate that, Michael. Thank you so much, man. Shout out to you and your fiance, man. I appreciate you guys listening to me whenever you can. Keith Knighton with a 499 Super Chat. It makes you think we understand it's a business, but damn. Yeah, it's a business, bro. But it's also human beings. And it still should make sense. We have every fucking right to call them out on their bullshit, man. Every fucking right. It's no different than you watching movies or you watching sitcoms or you watching fucking TV shows that are episodic. People talk about it, man. They have every fucking right to talk about it and criticize it when it needs to be criticized. I don't understand why people call, you know, people like me and, and everybody else that criticize the product crybabies. We, we do it because we care. Omega Kong with a $10 super chat. I'll be quick. Number one, any prayers? My mom is in the ER. You got it, brother. Omega Kong and his mom. I want everybody in the chat to give me some prayer emojis for Omega Kong. I'm boycotting WWE. I canceled Peacock. Unsubscribing YouTube. Continue to fight for equality, justice for Naomi and Sasha. Good for you, bro. I'm glad you're taking a stand as well, man. More people should follow in your footsteps. Gary Gordon with a $5 super chat. Nikki and Dodrop given a main event slot is a complete and total joke. I don't even know why they were in the match. They're the only other tag team on the entire roster in the women's division, and WWE put both of their tag teams in singles action. For what reason? Phil with a 999 Super Chat. Sasha and Naomi are honestly an inspiration. After yesterday, I spoke out about the injustice of my current workplace. They should be celebrated. I've been watching since your WrestleMania 30 review. Thank you, Phil. That's a long time, brother. Cheers. Linda Carter. With a $5 Super Chat. Went to high school with Naomi. Trinity. She's always stood up for herself. I agree with both of them 100%. She sounds like a good woman, Linda. 
We need more people like that. Shakoy with a $2 super chat. Bill Bati is a joke. Let me ask you guys, is that K100 Informer a Bill Bati account? Is that Bill Bati? Because I called him out today, man. He called me a cocksucker and said, it, and said that he would shut my mouth. You know where to find me, Bill. You know where to find me, man. I'll be at uh, Forbidden Door more than likely. Joseph Morrison. Well, that $5 super chat. Sasha Banks should go down as the biggest female star in WWE history, but won't because she's underappreciated by them. Van Den Vaughn with a $5 super chat. Just subscribed. Salutes. Thank you, brother. Thank you for the $5 super chat, man. We're happy to have you here. Cue the content guy with a 999 super chat. So basically, Sasha and Naomi are over, but their chosen champs aren't. So now Sasha and Naomi have to help them get over, but lose some of their status in the process. Big ups to Sasha and Naomi. You called it, Q. You called it, man. WWE thinks that's common sense and logic. It's fucking ridiculous. And Diablo Stacola with a $5 super chat. If this keeps up, I will get my dream match of Thunder Rosa and Sasha Banks sooner than I thought. WWE is trash. They are indeed, man. They are indeed. Yes, Bill, Bill Body. Yeah, what, what a professional, man. He said Sasha Banks was an overrated, skinny, wig-wearing woman with no tits. If, if Bill Body, let me tell you something. If Bill Botti was touched by Sasha Banks in any way, shape, or form, he'd fucking melt into a puddle of goo. Okay? Give me a break. Guys, we are about to get out of here, man. The venue is locked up for the rest of the night. Yo, yo, Jesse, listen. I'm going to need you to uh, clean up, man. We got, a, we got a big show tomorrow night, all right? I don't, listen, I have no problem to argue with you today, man. No problem with you today. Just do what you got to be. Just do what you're told, all right? Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth, man. This fucking guy. We're about to get out of here, guys. I appreciate you all. Still got that taco stink on me, man. Holy shit. I appreciate you guys, man. 3,400 in the Zach R with an eight-month membership. Seven months, baby. Thanks for always keeping us up to date, man. As always, love the show. Keep up the amazing work. Yes, uh, go watch Jesse, man. It'll be live in an hour. Jesse will be live talking about Rampage. Oh, not Rampage. Uh, Dark. Jarrett Hopfinger with a five-dollar super jet. Sasha Banks should be pushed more, but Vince and Bruce wants to push Mandy Rose and Becky Lynch. Now they want to push Lacey Evans. Fujins, um, if I could get my PlayStation set up, got a little problem with my PlayStation right now. Maybe live later, man. We'll see. 
We'll see, man. I am not sure yet. If you guys see a notification, then I will be live. If not, probably not. Anyway, guys, I'm getting out of here. I, I thank you so very much for joining me tonight, man. Even East is live. Go watch East at 6.30 and then Jesse at 7, man. Look, you got your back-to-back -back fucking uh, programming all set, man. Listen, Justin Stripling, 999 Super Chat. Kudos to Sasha and Naomi for standing up for themselves and calling WWE out for that terrible booking. WWE wanting them to put over Bianca and Ronda. What a joke. WWE is fucked up. Guys, I need those guitar emojis in the chat. And I need that music on max. Justin, thank you for the 999, brother. I will see you guys live tomorrow night for AW Dynamite on Off the Script. I'll see you guys later.